Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find a full list of our broadcasts from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso fast, hot, and intense. Hello, hello to all of our listeners. This is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman here on Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Um, This is a live episode, so... You never know what's going to happen on a live episode, but always fun to come to our listeners real time. And I'm happy to introduce uh, one of our returning guest hosts, Sean Thomas. Hello, Sean. Hey, Jacqueline. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm awesome. This year is flying, is it not? (laughs) It is. Oh, my goodness. We're already talking about Mother's Day. I know, right? Well, we're so excited that we had this opportunity to talk to you. It seems like it's it's been a minute, and I know you always come back with, you know, new content and um, ideas to help inspire and, and help people to just boldly define their brand and, and to, to market their brand. And you even brought today with you a guest. So I'm just going to turn it over to uh, you and let you introduce your guest, and we're going to get this show on the road. Awesome. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Well, guys, you know how what I do. Sean Thomas is always talking about how to be innovative, how to raise the bar in everything that you do, whether you're talking about your career or your small business. So today I have the pleasure of interviewing Dylan Brody. Dylan is the owner of Hunter Brody Consulting, the most trusted digital agency in New England, specializing in social media marketing and search engine optimization. Dylan has years of professional experience in these arenas. So I introduce to you Mr. Dylan Brody. Welcome. Hey, Dylan, how are you? Doing well, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Totally. Now, when I read your bio, I was like, years of experience, really? You <laughs> look like a kid. But when I talked to you, I was super impressed with your knowledge around search engine optimization and how it relates to today's time. I can honestly tell you, Dylan, that I have been a proponent of the whole search engine optimization is a waste of time. So I'm super, super excited to talk to you and get your take on this particular subject. But let me let me start with this. How did you get started in business? Because you are a millennial, right? Sure, that's correct. I am. I'm 19 years yes. old. Um, I started nice. roughly when I was 14. That's correct. Yes. I started when I was roughly 14, 15 years old um, with graphic design. That's how I kind of got introduced to this. Um, I started building my own computer and kind of, you know, figured out how to get Photoshop. And then from there, I kind of diversified into, okay, so how am I going to sell my services for, you know, I, I'm good at Photoshop. I took a class for it in high school. I kind of figured out the ropes of how to do it and, and who needed that kind of work, who needed 
um, whether it be for YouTube channels, they needed banners or logos. I started off doing smaller jobs there. And then I realized that I need to build, like you were saying earlier, I need to build a brand around this. That way I can get more business. This way I can buy the things that I want, you know, whether it be, you know, at this time it was small. It was, you know, I would want to get something at lunch and I, would, you know, I need to get the money to do that. So I would do that by designing logos for YouTube channels. And then from there, I kind of built, started building my own brand on social media, which is where I got into, like you're saying, brand building, kind of figuring out like what brand equity was. Um, so, uh, social media as well as search engine optimization. And some people think search engine optimization isn't worth the money or time that some people put into it. But for some businesses, that's what they need. And it's kind of an equation. So you need all parts of the equation to become successful. And, and what I've found in marketing, whether it's a local business, an e-commerce business, whatever it may be, I think that it's kind of an equation as opposed to just a one-word answer. Oh, my goodness. That was, <laughs> that was so many nuggets in itself. But I need to take you all the way back to the first couple of sentences. Sure. How does a 14-year-old get started in business? What did you notice at, at 14 that the marketplace needed that now has you at 19 running a successful digital agency? I think, you know, I wish I had – you know, and, you know, like a really interesting, oh, you know, I had this aha moment. But in reality, I think it was just because I was really bored because um, I went to high school in Pennsylvania where not much happened. So really all I could do before I had a driver's license was kind of go online and, you know, look at things, you know, regarding business. I would watch YouTube videos of, you know, people like, you know, Mark Cuban or, you know, Shark Tank videos, whatever it may be of entrepreneurs. And I kind of said, well, how can I provide value from my home? The only medium was the internet. So I started out noticing that people, you know, there was a shortage of graphic designers because people didn't know where to find them. You know, it's, you know, who do you call when you need, you know, a job done the right way by the end, by the end of the week? Because you can try websites online like Upwork or Freelancer, but sometimes those are not the most consistent avenues to get people who are going to do consistent work that you can trust on a, on a timely basis. So that's kind of where I came in. And then I tried to reach out to, to bigger companies. Um, however, that didn't go so well when I was, you know, when I was growing up because, you know, I didn't have much experience. I wasn't familiar with the, bu uh, the business side of it, but that's kind of where I utilized the internet. And as a millennial, we're always on, we're always using the internet. We're always on social media. I just used a different way to try to educate myself in, in regards to business. And whether that be when I was in high school, I used to watch um, Harvard and MIT always put their courses online. So even though I wasn't near those schools, I could get the information from the schools. And even though I didn't have the financial resources to go to one of those schools at such a young age, or, you know, that's not how college works, you need to graduate high school first, I was able to get a higher education before I even left high school. Oh, my gosh. I am so intrigued. Okay, okay, okay. So I know we don't, we don't have 15 hours. I could talk to you all day just on those two questions alone. But let's, mm -hmm. let's dive into what the audience needs to hear right now. Like I said, is, sure. is, what, tell us first of all, what is SEO? What is it? Can you break it down for us? Of course, definitely. So search engine optimization, as I would explain it to, say, a client, would be a way to get recognized on Google. Um, that, and then the more technical side would be essentially when you're looking at search engine optimization, there are two avenues that you need to recognize, desktop optimization and mobile uh, search engine optimization. They vary because we'll, we'll get into why they vary after we explain kind of what it is. So when you build a mm -hmm. website, 
Google is going to judge it based on how quickly it runs and how optimized it is for Google. So if we're going to optimize a website, we're going to look at the keywords used, yes, which everyone's always talking about keywords, the, key, the keywords used, the type of links that are on the site as well, but also the images. You're going to look at text size. You're going to look at what colors are being used. You're going to look at are you being linked with social media accounts, and that is going to increase your ranking so you come up higher on Google. So when someone looks up the best tech podcast in America, that you want Tech Expresso to be right on top, and the way to do that is by optimizing it. That way the Google algorithm favors your website and ranks it even higher. And mobile optimization is pretty much the same thing, but the psychology behind mobile device use is a bit different because mobile devices, people are, they have location settings on their phone. So usually they'll just look up um, Italian restaurant. They're not going to look up Italian restaurant in Rhode Island or Pennsylvania or New York. They just look it up and then their phone will automatically pick up their location as well as they mm-hmm. use shorter words. So they, they use slang when they're typing on their phone because keyboards are smaller. So, and the people that are using mobile devices are more equipped to using slang. So that's where it will vary depending on whether you're doing desktop SEO or mobile SEO. But I think that's probably one of the best ways to, to explain it in a short, short period of time. Totally. Totally. That's, a, that's amazing. Okay, now let me just say, other sure. than me, me, a lot of people say that SEO is dead. Is it? And what does that, what does that mean for the small business owner? Yes and no. It, it depends because okay. it all depends on the business and the industry. Some people don't need a very, very few people don't need SEL. The majority of them do, but they're, they're going about it the wrong way. So going mm-hmm. about it, we're going to get you on the desktop, you know, the desktop um, websites are going to be coming up higher. That's great. But in all reality, as long as you're in the top three, we think that you're, you're good. You, know, you don't necessarily need to be number one. And, and the, the return on investment is going to be so low that why would you spend the, the money hiring a consultant uh, or an agency like mine to go ahead and do that work for you? Mobile SEO is booming with mobile applications um, as well as technology-based products or something that needs – it's kind of like a trend. And the reason for that is because how often something is searched is going to increase its relevancy on the search engine. So say if it's a hot industry and you want to be right on top that way, a lot of people are searching this. So you just want to be number one. That way you can sell the most product or service. That is where SEO would come in. However, if it is say a mom and pop, pop, uh, mom and pop pizzeria with a fan base um, that's already been established and people aren't necessarily Googling them, SEO is important, but the marketing dollars usually will be spent on physical Mm -hmm. advertising, brochures, flyers, word of mouth, knocking on doors, and that's probably the most effective way to do it, and that's probably how I would do it if I was in, you know, one of their positions. Completely. completely. That makes so much sense. Now, you were talking about algorithms, and that is always a question. That is always a question that I have to understand. That word is thrown out, but – how do you – is it a manipulation of the algorithm where it includes SEO, or is this something that the average person can do for themselves, or is it something that they have to outsource to an agency like your own? For business, I'd probably say you should outsource it, but I'm, gonna, you know, I'm an honest person. So you can, you can most likely do it by yourself. Depending on the complexity of your website, you can most likely do it by yourself because 
the algorithm is ever changing. And what an algorithm basically is, it's just a series of equations that you put into a computer and it gives you kind of a yes or no answer for each one. So it's kind of like, I would look at it like a guideline. So kind of like a checklist. So if you're looking to optimize your own website, here's what I would look for. Is the majority of your traffic through desktop or mobile? If it's through mobile, which most, most Google traffic, I believe 75% of it is through mobile devices because everyone's on their phone nowadays. If so, what you're going to want to do, take a look at your website on a mobile device, you know, whether it's Samsung, Apple, whatever it might be. Take a look, and does the entire website fit on the screen? If so, are the images proportionate? Does it look symmetric? Is the text too big? Can you read it on a small screen? If you need to zoom in, these are things that the crawlers, they're called crawlers, which are basically like the policemen of algorithms. They kind of, you know, they go through everything and check whether or not it meets the standard, you know, they're going to sense whether the text is off center, if it's the images are too big, if the images are lower quality, if you have mm-hmm. too many videos on your website, you basically, the goal is kind of to get the website to run as fast as possible on a mobile device. Because in the beginning of 2017, Google introduced accelerated mobile pages, which ex- uh, essentially what it does is it wants to run the fastest websites on the mobile devices. That way, Google, the, the, the Google has the best consumer rapport because, oh, you know, if I'm going to do this on Google, it's going to be super quick. Then more people use Google and Google makes more money. So that's kind of why, you know, that's their interest in it. But I definitely mm-hmm. think that you could do it on your own if, if you have the time. Most people don't have the time. You know, they want to perfect their craft, and then they'll outsource it. Truth, truth. And most people don't really understand it enough to be able to be yeah. affected. Because you just you said there are long keywords, there are short keywords, um, and, and that's, just, that's just a lot of information to, for the average person to then introduce into their brain space. Oh, now, absolutely. <laughs> let's get to the, the fun part. How, you mentioned social media. How does social media truly impact a successful SEO strategy? Oh, they go hand in hand, and here's why. Because building just a social media following, as in getting a lot of followers, getting a lot of engagements, isn't as important as building. It it also depends on what stage or or what kind of business you are. If you're looking to be a long-term business, it's what I call brand equity. So what brand equity is, is it's basically, it it ties in brand reputation as well as brand recognition. So you want people to recognize your brand, but you also want to have a relationship with those people. You don't just want to sell to these people. You actually want to help them. You want to be able to provide information to them. And the way to do that is to use social media to, yes, engage with people. Um, You know, I have, I I believe somewhere around between all social media platforms, about 200,000 people follow me and I try my best to respond to each one with as much value as I can. Cause that's going to build brand rapport. So that's going to, you know, if I respond, if I reach out to Dylan, he's going to respond to me recognition. You also want people to recognize you that way. They'll be talking about you on social media and that increases your SEO rank because when someone mentions you on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram, that is going to be picked up when you link that profile on your website. So the algorithm is going to automatically check and it's going to see how often that is searched. And the more you are searched on social media, the more relevant you will become on social media. Therefore, that being linked with your website is going to increase your ranking there as well. And also, you will be pushing more traffic to your website because most likely on your social media, you have a link to your website. All of the people that are coming to your social media, you know, 
fair amount of them are going to click on that website link. That's going to give you more traffic to your website, and that will increase your ranking as well. So I think it kind of goes hand in hand. It does. Now, how often should our business be checking for their ranking on Google? It, as often as they deem necessary, depending on their situation. If they are really keen on it every one to two months, because and that doesn't mean they need to do an entire renovation. They just might need to do a few tweaks because mm-hmm. if you really want to stay up to it, Google algorithm changes all the, all the time. It, it's, it's nearly impossible. You need an algorithm just to keep up with it. You know? But there are certain keywords that become more prevalent. There are certain keywords that become less relevant. And if you're just tweaking them from time to time and maintaining your website with, say, updated images, things like that, you really shouldn't see that big of of a um, you know, decrease in your ranking as long as you're keeping up on social media, you're creating content, and you're driving traffic to the website, you should be able to you know, build enough of a brand in order to remain relevant in the search engines. Okay. Now we're talking, we're talking social media in the broader sense, but the question that I always get, get asked is, do I need to be everywhere? What is, what is your recommendation for a business around all the different social media sites or whether you have a top two list or top five list of the social media that most brands need to, be, need to make sure that they're present on? Sure. I think that the way to answer that would be, you know, how much time do you have available to allocate this? If, you, like most business owners, you don't have much time, Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. and Instagram would be the top three. But because most business owners don't have time, you know, to be on Pinterest and YouTube and Snapchat, outsourcing that is extremely valuable because the more people know about you, the more people are going to buy from you and then you're going to increase sales. This is given that, you know, the product and the service is something you can buy online and you're not, say, a local pizzeria owner. In that case, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter should be fine for you because you're going to be able to directly market to people in those areas using targeted marketing um, whether it be through Facebook advertisements or location tags where you can kind of go through all the tags and then directly message people or directly engage with those people in the area to, to convert that into sales. And that's where you'd be seeing the best short-term return on investment on the time that you're putting in to building the social media accounts. Because it does become time-consuming when you're, you know, you're taking the pictures, you're editing the pictures, you're posting them, and you know, you're recording the content, you're posting the content. It becomes time-consuming, and they want to see a return on that. Okay. Mhm. Definitely. How you know when you're when we're talking about all of this, it seems like so much. And one of the questions mm-hmm. that business owners are always looking to answer is, "What is my return on investment? What is this, this with this time, with this energy, with these efforts of social and SEO? How do how do your how does your digital agency answer that particular question of ROI?" Sure. So we will do my agency and and them doing it themselves is different because when they do it themselves, there's going to be a learning curve where it's going to take an initial, you know, whether it be one to three months, depending on, you know, how familiar they are with these platforms. With, With my agency, what we do differently is when I say it's going to work, I can almost guarantee it's going to work because I will put as much time into it, even if it, you know, exceeds my retainer or whatever, however, you know, we're being compensated for that. You know, I'll, I'll knock on doors. I have no problem sending, you know, a few, one of my guys to go hand out flyers or, you know, get, you know, go get some college kids to, you know, go and, you know, hey, try out this business. So, you know, if you want to go, we'll, you know, we can go right now, whatever it might be. I, I will guarantee you something and I will make it happen because no matter how much extra time I'm going to put in, 
that I may not be compensated for. I want to make sure that I can build a reputation as my brand, as someone who can make things happen. So by any means possible, we're, we're going to make it happen. For individual owners, there may be a learning curve, but as long as you stick with it, there will be a return on investment. If you're doing the work, if you, know, you, you, know, you're believe, if you believe that you're going to do it, you're definitely going to do it. You know what I mean? And I just think that's kind of yeah. how I, I justify that. And you know, I'm, that's, that's what this podcast is all about, right? You know, it's about thinking big, you know, innovating in your career. Yeah. And I think that's probably one of the best ways that I would explain that. It is, it is, and that's, all, that's always a question, so I like to ask that question, um, especially mm-hmm. when I have other expert, experts on, because that's, that's something that people measure everything by, like what's, what's going to be the outcome, and that's just, it's just relative to what you're putting in. Exactly. Now, let's talk about how do you determine um, when you need to hire a digital agency? Like when, what is that determining factor of when someone sure. needs to reach out to a company like yours? I think the best time to do it is when you've tried it yourself, you're familiar mm-hmm. with how it works enough to do it, but you either don't have the time or you don't think that it's worth your time because your time is more valuable somewhere else. Because as the owner of an agency, I'm, you know, I should be likely to say, hey, you, know, you should always just hire the experts. But in reality, that's not what's best for all businesses. I think what's best for all businesses is that they try it themselves. And then if they say, hey, you know, I get it, but I don't want to spend 30 minutes a day just reaching out to people. You know, I don't want – then you hire someone like me who can – or my agency where I have you know, employees that I can say, hey, this is what we're going to do today, and I want to make sure that you, you get them – X amount of engagements with this conversion rate, or, you know, we're going to have to try something differently because we're going to be on that all day. A business owner who, say, owns an Italian restaurant, they want to oversee operations. They want to make sure that their chefs are in good shape. They need to be checking, making sure that inventory, none of the inventory has gone bad. They need to make sure, you know, there might be a crack in the mm-hmm. pipe that they need to, you know, hide, call the plumber. They don't have time to do this. So what we do is we expedite the process and we increase sales in the process because we, we kind of use statistics and science behind it that is provided by, you know, whether it be Google Analytics, Twitter Analytics, Facebook Analytics, whatever it may be. We use that data to drive sales for whether it be a local business, a mobile app developer, which we, we work with a lot of mobile app developers because it's extremely easy to track, um, you know, where the traffic yeah. is coming from as well as uh, e-commerce businesses, because that, well, as well, it's a performance-based task at that point. Totally. Oh, wow. You have so much information. You're just, you're just a plethora of information. (laughs) I have to ask you, I love, love, love talking about innovations and what's coming down the pipeline that we need to pay attention to. So what's new in social media that you're excited about right now? I'm excited about, all of the platforms are constantly competing with each other. Instagram is competing with <laughs> Snapchat, Facebook guys. They're all competing with each other. I'm excited to see who wins, to see who keeps the remaining. Facebook has remained relevant for so long. And then you have Snapchat mm-hmm. who comes out of your, you know, companies that are popping up in six months that become worth billions of dollars. And they're just completely, you know, like what happened with MySpace. No one, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, at the time I was, you know, I was much younger, but I, I don't think I would have foresaw what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you see all these platforms that just pop up and then they disappear. And I think that's kind of where the innovative part of it comes, you know, as well as they're always adding new features that to, to the beauty of it, to people who are using it are just 
cool features that they use and they have fun using them. But to agencies like mine, it, they're indicators of what's going to happen in the future. Um, mm-hmm. Like Snapchat who comes out with stories. And then you walk down the street and you see, you know, almost every kid with their phone out, you know, taking, you know, Snapchat and stories with the dog filter on it. And then you can think to yourself, geez, this is such a big trend that pretty soon Instagram is going to start doing it. Sure enough, they did. Facebook's going to start doing it. Sure enough, they did. And then eventually you say, what's the difference between these platforms and who's going to win? You know, from even from a financial aspect, you know, people are going to flock to one, you know, one social media account and, I'm just I'm, I'm interested to see who wins. I think that's kind of where the innovative part of it comes. Seeing all of these companies innovating and having to stay up with it, just on a daily business perspective for me, you know, I'm never bored. I'm never bored. I'm, there's always something new happening. It's, yes, it's always something new to include. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's part that, of it. That's very now, true. You know, yes. Let's so let's talk about because this this is intriguing to me too. So Facebook, all of these all of these social media brands are coming out with artificial intelligence, and now we got augmented reality. Google is talking about hummingbird, and um, I forgot what the, the, the um, term is that was beyond hummingbird. Like, how can the average business owner, you know, stay abreast to what's coming down? Like, how do you keep your ear to the ground on what's, what's trending so you won't get left behind, so you won't be the MySpace of your industry? Sure. I think it requires a bit of judgment on on the business owner's end. So you need to be able to differentiate between what is just a trend and what people are actually taking real interest in. Because what people take mm. real interest in stays the long term. What is just a trend today is going to be gone next week. And I think that when you're looking at it from a business perspective, you need to see what are people actually interested in. And if that means taking time to, you know, spend on social media on google on youtube and and get real world perspective the beauty of social media um from what i told what from what i'm told about in say in the 80s or 90s when when you were selling something you couldn't you couldn't get immediate feedback and today you can you know say say if i don't do well by someone or say if someone doesn't think that you know i'm selling a good service they're going to go on social media immediately after and let the world know and that feedback is so valuable to business owners because you can see what people are saying. You know, and you see mm-hmm. the big Sony advertisements for virtual reality or whatever, but then there are YouTube influencers or people on social media where if you just look up those, those words, you're going to see all of real honest reviews, not paid advertisements. And I think that's kind of where you can use what the market is saying and then dictate your future moves from there. I love it. I totally agree. Now, I want to ask you this. This is, this is sure. a perfect follow-up. Who, who do you think right now that's a big brand, that we, big brand that we will recognize, who you feel is getting it right? I in think the social in my – Gary Vaynerchuk um, from VaynerMedia, I think he is probably doing the best job in the industry right now. Um, because, you know, I don't follow him too much. I just see what he's doing for his clients as well as the, how often he's producing content. And that's why I think that he's doing right now. Most people don't have to, the, the, you know, the funds to, you know, be able to hire a producer or a professional editor to, you know, follow them around with a camera. However, you can, the average person can do what he does. And, and also what I do, you can do what we do without hiring someone to follow you around with a camera. You, you just flip the camera around on Snapchat 
And then now you've got a professional, you know, videographer to follow you around with a camera. But I think that consistency is what separates people in my industry as well as people in business. Consistency is what separates those who succeed from those who fail. Because it's easy to just one day wake up and post four times a day and reach out to 300 people. But who is willing to do that every single day for the next two years or whatever when they're seeing very low engagement rate and then six months in, then they start to, then they start to get the attention. That is who succeeds. And that's how I did it on Instagram as well. For the first six months, I went from zero to like 1,500 people, barely anyone was talking about it. And then I went from 1,500 to over 100,000 in as far as followers and the impressions were in the millions in three months because I was consistent with it. And then I learned the quirks. And I think that those who are consistent in my industry, like Gary Vaynerchuk, like other big, you know, bigger guys in the technology world, they're very consistent. And I think that that is probably one of the main traits that makes them successful. Amazing. And you know, that go that comment goes right back to where we started from when you were talking about the impressions that you have on Google, who's talking about you, what are you putting out into the marketplace? That is great. Amazing. Well, Dylan, you have really um, impacted us today. You, I took at least three pages of notes. I wanted to say thank you, thank <laughs> you, thank you. Now, is there anything that you, you also wanted to get across to the audience today of Technology Express? So is there anything that I miss in asking you that, you know, you feel like our audience needs to know? I would just say, um, and I understand I am a, a younger innovator or however you would say it. young I don't really want to call myself an entrepreneur because I think the word is so heavily used but I guess I would say I'm a, I'm a younger entrepreneur and I'm not really in the position to kind of tell anyone what to do but what I see that has worked is just be consistent and don't give up even when you're not seeing results because eventually over time everything that you learn that I've learned compacted and then it put me in a position to you know, even when, say, I was calling 200 businesses a day and my conversion rate was like 5% on meetings, not, I'm not talking about closing sales, only getting like 5% of mm-hmm. meetings, eventually mm-hmm. you're going to learn and you're going to, and then you're going to be able to view it on a different way. So I view it as the more experience you get, the higher your skills get. And the higher your skills get, that fear that you have of, of breaking, you know, whatever barrier it might be, the fear becomes lower when your skills become higher. And I think that's probably, that's the only thing that I, that I would say that I can give advice on because that's the only thing that I personally have experienced. But other than that, I would just say thank you, you know, very much for having me. Um, you know, I got other requests for, you know, other interviews as well. However, you know, I wanted to do this one because I think that, you know, Tech Espresso is doing something for the community as well as they're actually providing mm-hmm. value to the community. So I would just like to thank you um, as well as Jacqueline for having me. And uh, if there's anything else that you'd like to talk about, I I have a few more moments. Awesome. I appreciate you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Now what I want to end with is how can we get in touch with you? How can our audience keep up with you? Sure. So I'm on Snapchat, Dylan H Brody, D Y L I N H B R O A D Y. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Um, all the same D Y L I N H B R O A D Y as well as I'm on Facebook, um, which would probably be one of the best ways to connect with me because I do try to, um, I do try to check my messages as frequently as possible. And I think that's definitely the best way to connect with me. Uh, if you have any questions, I'd, you know, be more than, or if you're looking to, you know, do business or anything of that nature, I think that's probably the best way to contact me. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I will definitely be connecting with you. His, his, everything is the same, all his social media, Dylan H. Brody, 
on everything. So thank you so much, Dylan. I have so many notes, and I will definitely be in touch with you soon. Definitely. Feel free to contact me at any time. I'm, I'm more than glad to, you know, help you in any way I can. Awesome. And thanks for being a, the best part of Technology Expresso. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our broadcast archives, social media handles, contact information, and upcoming shows, visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com.net and .org. Call our event hotline 855-484-6837 for a list of STEM-related events in various states across the country. That's 855-484-6837. Your feedback is important to us. Send us an email through our website or directly to technologyexpresso at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and remember to listen, learn, leverage, launch.